All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Tell Us. Oi, you. Tell us what you really think, where I and my buddy Russ, we talk about what we really think, the behind the scenes of the Ideas Digest podcast. If you would like to get access to these full videos without us doodling about on uh, <laughs> Instagram Live as we work out how this, how this technology works every week, you can jump the paywall with a tribute. Yeah. You can just send me an email. I'd be like, really love it. Mm. Don't want to pay any money. Here's what I yeah. can do. Or you can yeah. just click the links in the description. I think, it, I think I don't know, it's 30 bucks or something. It, it's stupidly high. It's not worth mm. your money. I'm telling you that right now, especially you can just no. watch it right now. Not that important, but it helps. Russ and I are going to have this conversation anyway. And so we're just going to work out, you know, keep pushing the platform forward. Where can it improve? What What are the pushback that we're getting mm. on, on the platform? So welcome. Welcome everybody. And this mm. week, we're talking about we've already put we've already done one of these. We already spoke about Pete Evans, my interview, where I think I failed, all those things. And that was just yeah. my experience with Pete Evans. And since that episode with Pete Evans, every bloody tabloid POS newspaper in Australia click, and click some in the UK clickbait picked city. up and ran with the story. Because apparently <laughs> apparently Pete Evans is the Leighton Hewitt of the chefs. It's like, you say anything about Pete Evans, it's just got that clickbait factor just because it's Pete Evans. So I obviously ran a podcast interviewing Pete Evans and then some, I'll be honest, some idiot on Twitter, Cam (laughs) someone, took my... Was it Lives Here? Lives Here. Rip... (laughs) Cam Lives Here. No, no documentary. Me out. Like, no. <laughs> we don't, that's right. No. He cut, he literally cut me out of yeah. the, um, it would have been, it would have been so much effort podcast, to go to. Had just that. Yeah. It would have been so much effort to go to just to cut you out. Download the video yeah. from YouTube, yeah. re-edit, yeah. upload, give yeah. me no credit. His yeah. Twitter blows up with cancel yeah. Pete Evans. This guy's a jerk. I can't believe he's, yeah. he's, he's given a platform. We need to cancel him. Cole's cancel him. You book his stuff. COVID's real dangerous. I'm not saying it's not fair, fair critique. I'm still a yeah. bit miffed that he bloody stole my stuff. No credit. Hey, re- reshare. But what's the skin off your nose hey, being like, no. hey, everybody, this podcast did it. If you no. want to follow the trail back and go that's, to the source. That's a party that's foul. That's totally fine. That, anyway, that gets me as kicked the out of my course. Continues, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right you're fired russ if you do that yeah. so i'd be canceled he tweets that it blows up some some like melbourne tv doctor who i've added a few times being like at v om Shrum, writes a tweet being like hey this guy's a fucking idiot i can't believe pete evans is blah 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 Every news tabloid picks up that story and instead of like hey pete evans does podcast and says controversial things it's Rando doctor calls Pete Evans an effing idiot. And screenshot, that's screenshot. Every, everything that's run. Yeah. Anyway, no link, reference. Link to the tweet. No anything. <laughs> okay. And as I just rant to, to, as I just, yeah, it's, it's right. Here's the tweet that stole my stuff. No benefit to the show at all, which I, which I'm really frustrated at for two reasons, Russ, for two reasons. Mm. One way to clearly not listen to the podcast and understand what it is an attempt to do. And two, yeah. do the exact opposite 
of yeah. what we're trying to do. As I say every episode, hey, if you want to like call someone yeah. an idiot and, and, and not listen to them and tell them to F off, it's probably not the show for you. And that's mm. exactly what they did with this content. They took what he said. Yep, he bloody said it. Some insensitive stuff about COVID and it's not real. He said it. That's fine. They yeah. took it. They removed it from the context. Not that it was really out of context, but they removed it from, <laughs> from yeah. everything else. And <laughs> then... They just vilified and condemned and pushed for him to get cancelled. In the meantime, uh, he posts, retweets a, a a image that has like a butterfly and a caterpillar. And it's like, it's about evolution or something. Anyway, it's got some neo-Nazi symbolism in it. I'll be honest, I didn't pick it up. I'm not, not very historically minded. It's not an obvious swastika, but you know, one, once people explain it, you're like, well, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's right. the long story. Annoyed I didn't get any credit. Annoyed my podcast got used for the very, very bloody thing I'm pushing against and don't want to see happen. And two, I yeah. would have been okay. Let's be honest. I would have been okay selling out Pete Evans if it boosted my platform and brought in <laughs> you know, a bit more recognition, yeah. a bit more like something. Yeah. I'd be like, take the human sacrifice. That's right. You know, You'd have fed him ideal, into the machine. You'd have fed him into the machine. So anyway, from- <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's the full kind of roughly what's going to happen. And so the question we're talking about, we'll get your take on it, Russ, yeah. is that, well, you can tell me what you kind of witnessed throughout the, throughout the week with the yeah. podcast and everything. Yeah. But did I cancel Pete Evans? Did we cancel Pete Evans? Were yeah. we instrumental in that? And pff, yeah. yeah. So you what did. do you make of all that debacle, <laughs> uh, you, Russ? You, you, clearly, you clearly got Pete Evans cancelled. <laughs> and one of the amazing things about this is I know that you didn't interview him <laughs> This week, you interviewed him like six weeks ago, you know, oh, and so, and so, yeah. I, I think I, I think I said to you in a text, you just like rolled a time bomb into Pete Evans' life. <laughs> it was just like, hey, by the way, in six weeks from now, this is going to blow up, and you're going to be cancelled, mate. By the way, just just so you know. <laughs> but no, I I think observing that's right, and as observing the machine in action, like it just seemed to me like there was just it kind of just it. It, would, it had a snowball effect kind of feel about it. Like once it generated enough momentum it, online, then it gets picked up by tabloids. And then once it generates enough clicks on tabloids, it appears to get picked up by the companies that are being tweeted at and that are being... So it, like some something that someone's tweeting about, like if I have a bad experience on Virgin and I start tweeting Virgin Australia had a bad experience, whatever... They might be like, hey, really sorry about that. You know, DM us and we'll see what we can do about it. But then, like, I don't have followers. <laughs> I don't have, um, like, the, the engagement, the online activity that generates a PR disaster for a company. And so this was something that went from being a pod that ironically is meant to be listening to people and understanding even their terrible views, <laughs> where someone's terrible view got picked up online and it generated momentum online which then generated mention um, momentum on news platforms which then generated a pr disaster for companies and that's where the story seems to culminate and then they just sever ties sever ties and so it was interesting for me watching that machine sort of work over over the week i don't necessarily think it's a deliberate process i think these are really natural incentives that occur in each of those ecosystems it was just interesting to watch it and and then watch it end up with Pete cancelled. And I don't know. Tell me what you really think. Were you surprised that this got Pete cancelled and none of the other crap he's put out for years and years and years did? <laughs> 
Well, if I'm honest, yeah, I actually, if I'm to divvy blame, and I think Pete knew this because he almost didn't send me his half of the interview. We we spoke about that in in the episode. Like, yeah, almost, that's right. He yeah. almost didn't. He almost didn't send it, and and I think he knew because he knows the machine. He know he knows yeah. the. He's like he said some things, which is his honest opinion, right? Like right. that's like, what he thinks. Glad he well. He thinks. That. I mean, you and I wanted him to go deeper into his opinion, not because we necessarily agree with it, but we wanted to kind of almost see the structure of what he thinks about it, right? Like there were so many where's things it that it's from? like, where's the second question, the third question? Like when you're talking about loving science but then not valuing any scientific evidence that contradicts your p- particular worldview. Like, where, what, what's, what's yeah. that about? Like, we wanted to dig into that more, which would probably have given even more fodder for yeah. the cancel culture to fire up. <laughs> mm. Sorry, go on. And, and so, no, no, if, if, I'm, if I'm to give, like, Divi blame, I don't think... I think the thing that ultimately got him... F- like cancelled from all his contracts, and and we can we can yeah. unpack all this. I yeah. think it was the neo-Nazi cartoon type thing, and we can we can discuss whether that's a fair thing to be quote unquote cancelled over. Yeah, in yeah. A, in a bit, but I think whether whether I like start generated a bit of a, a groundswell, which was like, hey, Pete Evans has popped his head up. Then he tweets this at this perfect moment when everyone's watching him. Yeah, when everyone's yeah. like, hang on, what did he yeah. say? Then he tweets this, reshares this picture. And it's like, oh, he's a Nazi. And like, <laughs> and that's essentially the allegation is that he's a racist neo-Nazi. And yeah. And uh, like, yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah. we can go, we can go where we want. Like, do I do? Okay. A few questions to, to go over. Do I think I got him canceled? No. What do you think? Uh, I don't think he gets canceled if there wasn't that. Because there was two waves in the week. There was the stuff he yeah. said about Rona. Yeah. And then there was the yeah. stuff he retweeted. And I I think he needed both to be cancelled. If that makes yeah. any sense. Okay. Okay. So it's... <laughs> it was a yeah. double bounce. Yeah. It was a double Maybe. bounce in the trampoline. That- it was like... <laughs> it's like no bounce alone is going to do no it. No bounce alone. You need a double bounce. And Maybe I think that's it was- true. It, he needed he needed the extra help. Like he certainly jumped himself, but he was riding a bit of momentum from what what you like the the forum you gave him. Kind of already gave him a bit of a kick along. And because all and those the- doctors, all those doctors, and, and that initial online stuff is like, can you believe the stuff he's spreading about COVID? And I mean, I must admit, I agree, I agree. I'm like, so you- <sighs> I was like, really? You're talking like that about COVID? Okay. Like- <laughs> He, right, right. But here's what here's what gets me. So I'll, maybe I'll just start here and, and kind of go. Get so many yes. places like I kind of want to read yeah, about. Yeah, good, good. So the the Twitter sphere the Twitter sphere lights up, and I'm not really yeah. on Twitter. I've got like seven followers on the Artist Digest. I'm like, oh, I should be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and just that the the vitriolic hatred that comes across on Twitter. I've discovered Twitter yeah. is a platform that that strips like context it just goes we'll rip out the context and you are now incentivized to be snarky pithy and that's it and that's all we're going to do so as much as like at least with facebook you can rant for a long time but you've got a character limitation you got retweets you got shares you got threads where people can't follow it kind of properly the format the structure it is designed to essentially strip context and 
make people less than human so you can just snarkily kind of tweet at them. And I copped, I copped a, a, a little bit, which I shared on on the Instagram there of people just being like, I can't believe you're giving this guy a platform, promoting this crap. These, these views are horrible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just kind of want to go, okay, let's pause there. Mm-hmm. So there's two things I'm saying unpack here. Number yes. one, what is a platform? Let's define a platform because there is a fair yep. critique saying, okay, should yep. you give certain platforms to certain things? True. Yeah. But yep. what is a platform and which platforms are designed for what purpose? But number mm. two, it's almost as if it's okay to give someone a platform. And here's what I witnessed. It's okay to quote unquote, give someone a platform like this cam tweet rip off cam guy who stole my <laughs> stuff. And this, and this doctor who's just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to like tweet what I think of him and get all this news coverage. Cause I've been on TV before. Um, <laughs> there's me being honest and a bit annoyed that he stole my bloody life. I'm like, give it back, give it back. No. Um, but, but here's what I've discovered. It is okay. If you're a news channel, if you're a Twitter account, if you're an Instagram account, if you're anything, as long as you say, and this is where it becomes religious, hey, everybody, this guy's an asshole. Everybody, Channel 10, we've got a million viewers, Channel 7, News.com, Daily Mail. Hey, everybody, I'm condemning this guy. Go and take a look at what he said. I think this guy is an a-hole. Go and take a look at what he said. Oh, what did he say? Oh, you want to see? Here's what he said. Here's what he said. So this... Promotion is okay if we condemn. If we condemn, mm. it's okay. But if I, if I'm, if I'm the guy going, yeah, yeah. Oh, tell me about that. Like, how does that functionally work for you? All right, yeah, explain yeah. it more. I'm the guy that's giving this this person a platform yeah. that's spreading the view. So we yeah. need to untangle this. Like, do we really think as a society that saying? I don't believe this and this belief that I'm about to show you. Hey, everybody, don't look at this nude picture. It's really graphic and, and pornographic. Hey, everybody, see this picture? Don't look at it. It's horrible. <laughs> hey, every, like, that's what I think yeah. is happening. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you make of those rants, Russ? Well, there's a lot there. <laughs> um, I think there's <laughs> there are a few things that seem to um, really stand out for me. And, and I agree with you about the idea of like, um, I'm condemning this person I, and I agree with you that the incentive structures around or, or just the way Twitter's set up really doesn't lend for conversation. Twitter is not a conversational um, medium. I, I just think as a platform goes, and, and it is a platform for sure, it's just really limited in what it, it can... should just be for weather updates, eh? Or, or like um, I quite like watching sport with Twitter so you can actually follow like who got injured. You know, like you get a a tweet from a reporter who's by the bench and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, he's rolled his ankle. It's and so you get some piece of information that's like, and I quite like follow, I quite enjoyed following it through uh, the US election. Um, just doom scrolling, which is a great new term. Like just, yes. just that kind of stuff is, is, is interesting. But in terms of like unpacking complex ideas, because what Pete, what Pete throws out is there's a lot to it. There's the disinformation part of it. There's the stuff that's just factually incorrect. But then there's the actual stuff that he's addressing, which people are genuinely concerned about. And we talked about this in the and last questions that everybody thing. asks. Right. So the fact that he's asking a legitimate question that maybe some other people aren't asking doesn't delegitimize him. And the fact that um, he says stuff after that, which is factually incorrect, misinformation, dangerous at times, it doesn't invalidate asking good questions. Like he's actually asking mm. questions that people want to know the answers to. 
Yeah. But when you put them together, I think that's where we have trouble. Like when you actually put those two things together, that's where things get really complicated. So when someone asks a really good question and then follows it up with a like a, a, a just a pile of factually incorrect misinformation, that's when it seems like we, we have heaps of trouble. Yeah. It, it, it's like if we ask a good question, then we go, yeah, we need an answer to that. And then the yeah. person that often asks that question goes, yeah, yeah, and here's the answer. And so yeah, let me tell so you. Yeah. <laughs> We're brought in with a really good question that we're all asking, yeah, and then right. we're instantly satiated by an answer given without pausing and going, "Oh, hang on, yeah. is that solution correct?" Like, for example, can't we yeah. just look lock up all the old and vulnerable people? Right. Oh, you right. know what? That's a that's not a bad idea. Until experts <laughs> go, "Well, actually, who yeah, works at nursing homes? Right. Not right. old and disabled people." Yeah, and so, right. who's got to go home every day? Do we lock those people yeah. up as well? And then, what about the people that prepare the meals? Like. Blah, 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 blah. It's, oh, it's right. actually not feasible. But yeah. the question is a good one to start with, to go, hey, I've thought that before. Yeah. So, Andrew, I, I really like your question about responsibility to fact check. And so I think if we're – and I'm going to tie this into Conrad's question about what, what defines a platform. And I think there are a couple of things that fit here. So when we're talking about social media, fact checking social media is really, really difficult, it would appear. So Conrad and I can do a live and and all four <laughs> people can like hear whatever we have to say. And and I'm sure that there'll be stuff that, you know, Conrad and I say that people are like, <laughs> please, <laughs> like, really? Yeah, you guys just like hearing yourselves on loop, you know? Uh, um, yeah, that's why we're here. But then, that's, but then there's... Um, there's other stuff that we might say that's really, really meaningful. And and because this is Insta Live, we can say this, Instagram's not filtering it. it like essentially you can do yeah, can't. and say. The platform just can't, yeah. So this is a platform functions without a fact-checking mechanism. So I think the fact-checking mechanisms then become relevant with, with um, more mainstream platforms. Um, platforms like we see with newspapers and magazines and, and, um, and but TV. But we even... We even have to first be asking if we're talking about the, the platform question, which I think nobody asks, by the way. They go, no, if yeah. you're, if I'm retweeting something or me, Conrad, some random guy, some random guy with a podcast trying to do something different, yeah. I'm lumped in with all, I am just a platform. I'm not a platform for debate. I'm not a platform for yeah, understanding. Right. I'm not a platform right. for, for exploring ideas or asking questions, all these things. Whereas we don't get into the nuance and go, okay, if I'm a newspaper, yeah. if my if my requirement of being a newspaper is to represent the world I exist within, if that's my job, I have to reflect what reality is. Mm. Now I think we're talking about, okay, what platform are we giving people? If I air PDM's yeah, yeah. views as if they're the norm, yeah. well, now I'm misrepresenting reality and I'm not fulfilling yep. my mandate as a news um, institution. And that's where I think if I'm ranting about media, yeah. and this, this is, the, tr this is the, 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 the large grain of truth within this whole QAnon, anti-vax, anti-establishment, yeah. yeah, Donald yeah. Trump, all yeah. the fake mainstream news, media. It's real. And mainstream yeah. media is yet to look in the mirror and go, oh, our profit-driven incentive model is the problem. They're yet to admit that. Yeah. And it's just not the problem in the way Donald Trump says it's the problem. It's just not the problem right. in the way Pete Evans is, is, yeah. is saying it's a problem. That's right. That's right. And I think um, you can add in there certain steps that have been uh, taken along the way in terms of deregulation or the way they've applied regulations. Like in America, there was always this idea that um, 
the media platforms had to be representative of community views really broadly. So you were not necessarily putting really extreme views or really partisan views um, in a mm. mainstream media context. And so over time, that's been relaxed. And now people are conditioned to seeing, like, I mean, you, you can essentially just buy, like, if we're thinking mainstream media, you can buy partisan mainstream media. You can buy mainstream media that, that, if, that And you call it truth. And you call it truth. And why wouldn't you call it truth when that's all you're told and when it's presented as truth? Mm. And this is where I think Andrew's point is right. We, we do need to fact check things. And I think one of the problems, um, and, and I mean, we're, we're talking about something that you and I, um, I mean, there'll be people that research this for like a, a, a life's work who are like, this is really complex. <laughs> I don't have really good answers for this. These are some starting points, I think. <laughs> and here we are yeah, like, we have no right, solutions let's, here. we're going to solve this today. In <laughs> So I think that there's like, um, you know, if we, if we a little bit, uh, show a little bit of humility in it, but some of those things, it's like even fact checking, fact checking on a platform like Sky News or Fox News, or um, if we take some partisan left type stuff, I'm not sure if there's a lot of really partisan left stuff. People will probably put in the comment box the ABC, which obviously the ABC. Don't you the know, Russ, the government funded ABC, <laughs> which I think every independent study said no, nah, it actually comes out, you know neutral i mean it's not it's not perfect by any stretch but it's uh yeah and i i think that's right i think it does come back to people what people are are considering to be true and and i think yeah i'm not necessarily thinking it's as much what people define for themselves as true because i think our definitions of truth are really um constructed by all of the inputs we have in our lives and so it's kind of how truth is defined for us i mean you can see this playing out big time in in america with the election where you've got you know, 50% of the population-ish saying, nah, the election was stolen in the face of yeah. all compelling evidence on the contrary. And it's just like, okay, well, how... <laughs> and when you have but evidence all of their is only ecos- compelling if it fits our narrative. Yeah, or if that's presented as compelling. And, and, and this is one thing that we've, I think, so if I come back to it, the deregulation side of things and how we've um, been, been called to show both sides of an argument has really changed how we view things. Because in, yeah. in many instances, the both sides of an argument are not equal. They're just not equal. Like when we're talking about climate, we're not talking about equal sides of an argument. And so when we have someone present both sides of an argument and we have the bushfires are a product of arson and we have, no, this is serious climate change that has been coupled with a bunch of other factors like mismanagement of yeah. forests and whatever. But ultimately, we're talking about the... Um, the, the effects of climate change writ large. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. so we've got arson and climate change put next to each other as like the take your pick. And it's like, well, then they're, they're not the, <laughs> they're not equal yeah. truths, if that makes some sense. So fact checking becomes really hard when a, when a platform is pushing a particular line that isn't necessarily like contextualized in a broader idea of truth. And then when we well, both sides equivalent stuff. Well, I don't even think we can get to that level of let let's just let's just bring it into the context of this podcast. Yes. People good, would say good. Do do I have a responsibility to fact check somebody live on the air as I 
talk to them or even like yeah. then pre-record yeah. and say, so Pete Evans cited this statistic. Yeah, However, that's, that's right. actually yeah. an accurate blah, blah, Disputed blah, blah, blah. claim. <laughs> like that's, that's right. And, yeah. and I think we, like we haven't had these serious conversations being like, there are probably some platforms as we're saying that this, that they should be required to do that. If your job is to represent yeah. reality, we need to come to term, we have to come to some common consensus on what we think is the best tools at our disposal to measure what objective yeah. reality is and then yeah. apply those tools to people's claims and then present them to everybody else who doesn't have the time, effort or energy to yeah. work out what's true and what's not true. And what that's I right. find forced in here is this libertarian argument that's like, no, no, everyone, everyone, do your own research. You got to do your own research without yeah. coming to the, re- the the true realization that I will never be able to fact check quantum physics, sp- anything to do with space yeah. travel, anything yeah. to do with yeah. maths beyond grade ten general maths. Like yeah. I can't do that. That's right. I haven't put in the time and effort to do that. So and I have to so- trust people. And even in that trust, it's like, okay, so let's say we trust, like, I, I trust research findings in peer-reviewed journals. It's just, you know, my context, it's what I'm used to, it's what it's, you know, I, I get the process, I get how the sausage is made, and I trust it. It's not perfect, but I, I overall, as a, as a body, yes, thumbs up from me. But what do you do with contradictory findings? Like, what do you do when this paper says this yeah. and this paper says this when they're studying the same thing? I mean, and then... To what degree are we uh, analyzing their statistical methods? To what degree are we analyzing sample size and limitations within study design and methodology? Like, so when we tell people to go off and do their own research, are we like, you know, and I mean, I can give you some really nerdy examples about this, about how surveys have been deployed in schools and they measure a single participant's view of a whole school with a sample of 5,331 participants. And so people go, oh, that's really amazing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if you asked everyone in the school? What would that tell you? Would that be different than just asking? Well, you know what I mean? Like, these are all the kinds yeah. of little things. And so if we send people off with this libertarian idea of like, go do your research, it's like, are we skilled to do that? Are we equipped to do that? Yeah. And I, I, don't, my, I don't think we are, in which case it's like, it, we, I mean, we're not even at a point where we can agree on what an objective measure would look like. Like, what would a, what would a, what would an uh, like a valued yeah. outcome be in this instance? Yeah. What what kind of parameters could 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 we agree to in order to then? Mm. Uh, all right, go get the measuring stick. Which one? Yeah, all yeah. right, let's all agree yeah. to use this one, and then we'll then we'll determine. So yeah, that's right. I guess I guess that okay. The thing that ca- that came up, the accusation <laughs> yeah. that came up on, on Twitter, which yeah. was I can't believe you're giving this Him guy a platform. a platform. Yeah, and I think. And okay, I get it. I've had friends say to me, I can't believe you're even talking to that idiot. I can't believe you do that. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. in my defense, in yes. my defense, yes. <laughs> I like I don't define this platform as something that claims to give information to people. Yeah. That is not my goal. That is not my mandate. That's not why I exist. That's not yeah. anything. My Number one goal is to cut to the humanity of people who hold whatever the view. Yeah. And, and that, if, if people understand that to be the goal, surely that shifts whether you give someone a platform. Because I think hidden in behind this idea of like, you shouldn't be giving this person a platform is this mm. idea that, and this is what I've spoken about to a few different people. And, and it, it, it comes up in religious spaces, spaces and then not. And then now it's coming up here. 
it's mm. like you you okay why can't i give this person a platform that's going to say i don't think covid's a thing blah 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 okay because those ideas are dangerous okay great if people believe these ideas they might go around coughing on old people and they die and whatever yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah. metric can come out that causes harm yeah, yeah. if you believe dangerous ideas it can cause harm to other people okay great we've got that now is how is an idea dangerous well, there's a human in between there. There's an idea. Russ, I think that gravity doesn't exist. Go jump off the roof of your house. I just I just gave you a bad idea. Okay? Yeah. But mm. there's something that is stopping you between hearing the bad idea and then believing it and then acting on it. And mm. so I guess what I'm saying is when people say you're airing bad ideas and giving them space, then people yep. might hear them and believe them. All of a sudden now I've got this onus as mm. if all someone needs to do is hear the idea mm. and they'll believe it. Yeah. And do I'm you just think... not sure I'm bought in on that. So, okay. So if I push back on that, do you think there are people yeah. within the population that all the, like that are at the point of they're on the roof, <laughs> they got the ladder out, they climbed up, they're like sitting near the gutter and they just need to hear an idea of like, don't worry about gravity. It's not a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna. I would say they're jumping. They're ju- we're, what we're trying. So to you're do like. So you. So you're sort of saying that <laughs> it's. It's not the responsibility of you to cater for the vulnerable, in, ideas vulnerable, in the population. And People this, that are, that are ready to hear a bad idea. And this comes back to pragmatism and platform. So yeah. it comes to a point where it's like, that's a fair argument, because there are some people in society that perhaps might just hear an idea and click with yeah. it yeah. and go, that's great. And what we do is go, okay, so what we can do, and this is what largely the left is doing, we can police what people hear. Let us yeah, yeah. ban this person from Twitter. Let us sh- shout down this guy. Let's call this guy an a-hole and a bigot and a neo-Nazi, and that's going to solve the problem. And I guess what I'm saying is, sure, I, like there are people that will hear ideas, maybe even listen to this idea with like this podcast with Pete Evans or who, whatever, and go, I love everything he's saying and I'm on yeah. board entirely. Yeah. They're like, oh, and, and, get me some bone and broth. What I'm saying is, <laughs> and w- what I'm saying is, am I like, is the, okay. The only two solutions I have, maybe there's more. You, you tell me if I'm unpacking this properly. Yeah. I must now operate under the assumption that I protect everybody from bad ideas and yeah. I'm now the police on what's a good idea and a bad idea for you vulnerable yeah. people. And I see that as me placing myself above everybody being like, well, I'm smarter than you, everybody. I've got yeah. a podcast and, 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 and 10 people listen to it and, and I've got to police this. And so I'm placing myself kind of above to police these ideas. Yeah. That like, that's what I think is, is happening when, when I have to police what people uh, are saying about it is as if just hearing them is going to make them believe it. And then the alternative yeah. is, well, am I, do, are people going to believe this no matter what? And this is, this was my premise mm-hmm. of the podcast that I've said yeah. all along. Yeah. I want to produce something that if you already believe this guy, if you're already on board, you're going to listen to this interview, no matter how many hard questions I ask, and no matter how they answer the question, you're going to hear and go, oh, great answer. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. And then if you're skeptical, you might hear me ask a difficult question and he might or she might give an answer 
and you go, yeah, that wasn't a great answer. I'm not going to push and go, hey, buddy, that was a bad answer and yeah. tell the audience. I'll give you a three I'm out of ten for the last to, answer. <laughs> it's like, I'm, that's yeah. right. I'm, I'm trying to hold up a mirror and say, you're going to see what you're going to see. Yeah. And I'm not convinced of the argument that me, someone without a degree, someone yeah. with, with no... I don't, pl- I don't think I am above people. Sure, I think some people might be more vulnerable than others to those ideas, yeah, but I yeah, can't yeah. judge and determine who those people might be. Yeah. And, and, the only, and if I did, I just have to police what I say and fact-check everything and tell people what I think when I'm bloody wrong. I can't, <laughs> can't fact-check Pete Evans. I haven't done the research, so to speak. I would just default to some other <laughs> doctor and go, well, I think this guy's probably like got some peer-reviewed studies behind him, so... Maybe yeah. go listen to that guy. Like, put like push back on that if you have anything to. Uh, it doesn't have to be all, all. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, though. Do you think there's something in between? Which kind of, and I, I think I think you probably do this more than you realize as you question. I, I think there, there. I wonder if, there, if there's something in between where we can ask a question that just kind of pushes, just gently nudges on an idea that just gently nudges yeah. again. And I think the yeah. way you frame some of your questions, kind of like a someone who disagrees with you might say this about that idea. Yes, yes. So if you take those kinds of structures, do you think there's something that is not policing and fact-checking speech, everything that's said for vulnerable? Yes. And, and again, I, 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 yes. I'd push back on the idea that you're doing it for the population because you're not doing it for the majority of folk. Yeah. I am not endorse and this is what they're saying oh you're yeah. promoting yeah yeah no, yeah, no. yeah look up the dictionary this is not promotion <laughs> and that's what i think you're talking about that that i picked up yeah i will try and i'll you'll if you're smart enough and listen to the show enough you'll work out where mm-hmm. i sit because maybe i let drop the ball on ideas i think are good ideas i'm like geez i can't think of a good pushback on that one yeah yeah but ideas yeah. that i think might be a bit weaker i'm gonna push yeah. hard because that's i'm right. gonna what i'm gonna try and do is what you said is i'm yeah. gonna try and expose that idea to the yeah. alternatives that exist so that the people listening as you hold it up side by side unless you're sold out to the idea you're gonna hopefully see that pushback and I think, I think that the yeah. next following question then becomes is like what Adrian Jackson just put through in the chat. Yeah. Are you saying confirmation bias is completely unavoidable? My shooting from the hip response is yes. <laughs> I think it is. I think it tell is Tell me about that because I, I don't agree, but tell me about it. Like confirmation bias. I think we're all going to hear what we're going to hear. Yeah. Like you, I, we can yeah, do our no, best I, to be aware of it. I yeah, can yeah. try and be self-aware of it. Yeah. Um, and the, and I can only move out of confirmation bias if I'm aware of it. But if I, if I'm like some conversations I've had with people being like, marketing doesn't work on me, buddy. And I look around their house and I'm like, Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's $10, right. $10,000 water filter over there. wonder how someone bought that. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, so yeah. my short answer, like find the yeah. exception. I'm dead. Like yeah, sounds yeah. blanket and it, maybe yeah. I'll do a Russ and I'll hedge it. People are different. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe, I don't know. In my yeah. experience. Under these conditions, some, <laughs> under some these conditions. may say. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, confirmation bias is unavoidable. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind so of I, what I'm saying. I probably think it's the default state. So we'd probably sure. default yep. to confirmation. 
but there are certain things and activities that we can do that can generate uh, more deliberate like thinking if you will so mm. confirmation bias is something that is like if you were going to put it probabilistically it's more likely to happen than less likely to happen unless you engage mm. in specific things and certain types of questions are really good at um, sparking certain types of thinking that get us out of confirmation bias but it's difficult like you actually have to go through deliberate um, routines of thinking and like deliberate mm. questions that you ask yourself over stuff and the yeah. problem for that is that you can ask the question of the the guest to stimulate the question asking for the listener but you can't yeah. get them to do it <laughs> it's like like yeah. you, you can't make someone hear what is actually being said and so i think in this in this kind of platform i think it's not it's not unavoidable but it's it's probably going to happen more than we'd hope <laughs> like just yeah. yeah yeah i i think maybe and maybe I'm firing a thought that hasn't been fully formed ah, yet. Good. I like these ones. These are the fun <laughs> ones. <laughs> but maybe here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to do with this platform. Yeah. I don't think fact checking works. <laughs> I don't think condemning <laughs> and marginalizing people works. Oh, ooh, prove ooh, me ooh. wrong. I'd Can love to be proven wrong. Tell, sure. tell me tell me about the difference between fact checking and condemning and marginalizing because we've put those right next to each other there. I do mean separate things, but they are yeah. next to each other, yes. These yeah, are just yeah. the things I'm, I'm pushing against. So condemning, this guy's an effing idiot, he yeah. needs to be marginalized. Yeah, yeah. Like some guy in yeah. the tweet, he's like, you need to know when to marginalize these people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm all like, for inclusion, I'm, except for those people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. I'm, I'm like, cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is my religious upbringing, talking. I just don't think yeah. that works. I've never yeah. seen it work. I, nah. I've never seen someone. I've never seen someone yeah. be totally schooled on Twitter. Hey, f an idiot! You're such yeah. an a hole. I can't believe you believe this dumb thing. Here's a fact. Yeah. And someone go, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah. I'm, That's I'm right. going to get the vaccine. <laughs> um, that, you, you've that, convinced me. <laughs> that ass beating was completely compelling. I'm in. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I personally have never seen it work. Um, yeah. Like. And, and we'll get to what Adrian's pushing through there, yeah, like at yeah. where is the line, so to speak. Yeah. And, and there's obviously nuance to this, but I guess yeah. on the whole, I don't... So the, the easy thing that I think most people can come on board with, especially Ideas Digest listeners, vilifying people just does not work. Yeah. What I see it do is what we, what we witnessed in Trump. If Hillary Clinton's statement of the basket of deplorables yeah. did not prove to everybody when she called Donald Trump a deplorable, there's lots mm. of evidence to suggest a lot of his policies, a lot of his, yeah, his opinions, right. a lot of the things he says are all yeah. of those things. Yeah. But when you condemn him of that, I'm yeah. not, hey, I'm not even saying it's not true. No. You condemn everybody who looks at him and goes, you know what, he's speaking to something that's true yeah. within me. And, and, and he's you asking condemn something. all of them... He's asking something that's important to me. Yes. And, yeah. and when you condemn, yeah. you shut the door to any further conversation. And sure, some yeah. people, some like yeah. head neo-Nazi can never be convinced. They're not the ones we're looking to convince. They're not yeah. the ones we're looking to dialogue with. <laughs> but everybody else, if you condemn those they identify with, all, all I'm saying is, okay, condemning does not work from no. my experience. So, and two, I'm yeah. questioning, I'm questioning whether fact checking works 
either show me a QAnon conspiracy theorist and anti-vaxxer <laughs> that's yeah. come to you, Russ, and yeah. you said, hey, I'm a researcher. I understand how this works. Here's 100 peer-reviewed studies. Sample size is quite large. <laughs> it, they've yeah. been reviewed by these types of journals. They've had these variables uh, in place. Yeah. This is quite compelling evidence. And the, yeah. and the anti-vaxxer said, oh, Russ, yeah. this makes sense. I can now understand that perhaps that... that uh, parent who had a unfortunate personal experience and drew conclusions that uh, like maybe led them down a different path yeah. that didn't rely on uh, peer-reviewed studies you yeah. know what russ i've changed my mind yeah I'm, that was I, exactly like, what i fact needed checks, <laughs> the fact checks on trump's tweets we're all like yeah, yeah twitter's fact checking trump's tweets what kind of well, who na name one of the 70 million trump supporters that's going to look at that trump tweet that says i won the election and yeah. go oh hang on this government source of information is actually saying it's disputed. Let me click on that and believe it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I think I think there are a couple of things in there. Like there's there is some stuff around fact checking and the impact of fact checking and how you do need to um, fact check stuff because and this is particularly true of like okay. misinformation. I, I should just say I'm not against I'm not against fact checking. No, I do enjoy a good fact check. The, the problem with it is once something has been like the easiest thing to do is to is to say the the wrong thing the mistruth the half truth i mean what's the what's the story or the the line that the lies you know halfway around the world by the time the truth gets out of bed in the morning like the <laughs> idea like it just travels so quickly and and this i can't and remember algorithms boost it yeah they do they do because it creates engagement because people do genuinely yeah. have these questions yeah um and, right. and and the problem um, I think is that the ability of organizations to fact check in meaningful ways, in ways that resonate with people, in ways that actually still uh, connect with those um, those concerns that people have. Because sometimes we can present a fact check and what we, I think how the fact check may function is an identifier. It, it, it mm. places people in a particular group. It polarizes and turns something into a partisan thing. And we know whenever yeah. we create strong identity groups, people move further yeah. away from each other. Yeah. So if we and if we use yeah. political things as a as a uh, an example, if we have liberal and labor um, as really binary Aussie um, examples, or Democrats and Republicans in America, once we identify in those groups, we will go to more extreme positions that each of those groups hold. Once we've identified, we harden into those. So I think in some ways, fact-checking that's not compassionate, that doesn't connect to the genuine concern, that's just kind of like, look, what this guy said is wrong. Like, that might be true, but unhelpful. And I think so much of what yeah. we're talking about here is kind yeah. of the, 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 the nuance around how we engage in this in meaningful ways. And I, I'm not mm. claiming to, like, I mean, this is really complex stuff. But yeah, I think mm. I think we definitely have to fact check stuff and the problem you, with the fact yeah. check is that quite often we reinforce the misinformation in the fact check by repeating the information i mean i've heard a number of this and if, yeah. if people are interested on disinformation there's a really nerdy podcast called the lawfare podcast and it's a national security yeah, law nice. podcast and they have run a series on disinformation and it's and it's really interesting and they have experts and and um researchers from around the world who have dealt with this in third world countries, in autocratic regimes, and who have studied it both historically and, and, and its current applications. Um, and, and I think...
essentialism. Um, Hang on, you'll yeah, have, <coughs> you have yeah. to explain your... Yeah, so, so Adrian's... A, um, yeah, sorry. So th- I'll finish the point and I'll come back to you, Ado. So the, yeah. the idea of um, fact-checking is um, that someone has to fact-check something more than the number of times that it's repeated to a power of. It's like X5 to the, mm. you know, for every mention of... And, and I think I'm even underselling it. So once people state something, yeah. it's out there. And, and it's in like, the, it's... if we mention it again, we reinforce it and you have to do more fact-checking of the issue. But I would argue that we can generate yes. greater partisanship. It's what in, media in says. So. Yeah, it's what media says when you know Rupert Murdoch might slander. I don't know someone like Kevin Rudd for attacking the Murdoch press, and and being like yeah. Kevin Rudd, pedophile scandal. Now Kevin Rudd, <laughs> they briefed on this. Don't come yeah. out and say I was not involved in the pedophile scandal because all they show that people hear yeah, is that's Kevin right. Rudd pedophile. That's Bang. right. That's, that's it, right. and that's the messaging. This is why political yeah. messaging seems so silly, two-dimensional, all those things. Yeah, yeah. The studies show that like the very mention of those two things yeah. together, even that's if you're right. saying, I am not involved in yes. that pedophile yeah. scandal, <laughs> that's right. all they see is denial yeah. and Kevin yeah. Rudd, pedophile, we've connected those dots. Yeah, that's right. That's it for me. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of there. Um, yeah. and, and just to be very clear for, for Andrew Pratt uh, shooting through in the chat, um, like he i i'm i'm not saying that fact checking is condemnation that yeah, that's no. really i'm not that, saying that there is yeah. condemnation and then there is fact checking but i want yeah. to go to your point that you said I think fact-checking is really great. I love going, oh, that's what's true. Hmm, where's a trusted source? I really, thanks for enlightening me because of some level of fact-checking. But I like what you just said in that, how is it done? And have we connected with the person enough for then the fact-checking to occur? Because I think what we don't understand is the necessity of human connection, the necessity of human compassion to build yep. those trust structures. So when somebody says to you, oh, that thing that you believed, you're going to feel a bit silly when I go, oh, it's actually completely false. You're going to yeah. feel silly to revise that because you've, yeah, you yeah. might have come out publicly on Twitter and said it and it's going to be hard for you to walk that back. That's right. Um, if you don't have that personal connection for someone to go, well, Russ really cares about me. You know, he's a pretty smart guy. He's pretty researched. You know what? I'll, I'll revise that statement. And I think th- we... That's just, never sorry. I'd just like to in time fact check some of your um, generous praise. Just <laughs> <laughs> so I think, but back to like to Ado's point because I, th- I think I think that's I think that's right. If it's done through relationship and some of the the hard things is like like you said earlier, a tweet and Twitter is not a good <laughs> medium for uh, building meaningful connected relationships. It may be, mm. but I suspect that that's an outlier rather than <laughs> yes. rather than the, yes. the more frequent thing. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't think we're saying relationships trump facts. I think we're saying that relationships are more likely to communicate facts in ways that stick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and that's the polarizing dichotomy that we pull everything into. We yeah. we pull things into this better than that, this yeah. or that. Whereas I think what we're trying to illustrate here is a tapestry of like even stages, connections, what builds the house, what builds the pyramid. You can't get straight to the scaffolding without a foundation of the house. Yeah. You can't go, yeah. oh, well, scaffold foundation's more important than scaffolding. And you're like, well, both are useless by themselves. 
Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I that's think that's I'm, well. That's what I'm I saying. I think that's right. But I think there's probably like um, it's it, it's it's not necessarily um on or off for this either. It's unlikely to be a binary, and there's mm. likely to be necessary actions around certain types of information. And I think we we might actually find if you are to engage in the in the social science research on this or the political yeah. science research on this, that you probably find that there are certain types of fact checks and relationship type interactions. Like, I mean, if we're talking about like Holocaust denial, my guess is that relationships are like, there are some things that might just be like a hard line, like, uh, no, that's actually, you know, factually incorrect, you know, and some of this is hard because it's like, there's so much evidence around Holocaust, the the presence of the Holocaust. It's like, sometimes it's like the more evidence there is, the harder it is to have a conversation about. It's like, what do you mean gravity's not real? It's like... But that's exactly right. Why is somebody... Like, my question is, you can can go, like, how, like, this person believes there's something that's so just abhorrent and and factually incorrect or all those things. you, we can be in denial all we want and go, yeah, but look at this fact, look at this fact. And they're just going to sit there going, no, nah, yeah. you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. Or we can ask the only question we can and do the only thing I think we can do is go, why do you believe that? Yeah. Because uh, he, no, I, I just think the more, abhor- the more abhorrent the view, the less likely you are to dissuade them <laughs> yeah. by facts. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Or by condemnation, which is the th- yeah. which are the two things that I think we only exclusively do. Yeah, and I think I think the point here in the in the chat around private messaging, I, kudos kudos for engaging in that private messaging, um, having the courage to talk to a friend about it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think that's 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 the only. I mean, how many people? Like I wonder about some people who are like engaged in a flat Earth kind of worldview. Like I could, I could buy them a ticket on, um, on Elon's rocket, and we could send them up, and they could probably look at it for them for their own, you know, for themselves, (laughs) and be like, "Let's talk about the flat Earth." Russ, simulation, you know, it's pretty good these days. It's all conspiracy, man. I've got, I've got an explanation I can fire from the hip for that. Or it's even like it's not it's not it's still like I'm still looking at just a disc. It's just the curve is like a, an atmosphere bend. You know what I mean? Like we can come up with people can explain away can, lots of things. Th- yeah, that's my point, Russ. That yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah. my point with the yeah. podcast being like you yeah. will see what yeah. you will see. So, okay, so who? Yeah. So are there other markers you can lay down that don't kill the speech that don't wreck? your ability to get controversial guests on. Are there some things you can put down within the, like, and it's not like a, I, Conrad, do not agree with the content <laughs> here within. I formally state my objection. These sources, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, instead of being, it doesn't have to be like formal like that, but it's like, you know, are there some things in addition to what you do already that like just kind of like, I don't know. Like, even if it's like, so, so, so a lot of people like a Trump kind of move, like, so lots of people are saying, a lot of people have been saying, <laughs> a lot of people have been saying that what you're saying is not true. Like, how would you respond to that? Like, you know, like it's, which is kind of all I do. Yeah. That, no, is... I think that's, and, and as I'm asking that, I realize that that re-ups whatever the, the misinformation or disinformation that like, they're bringing. Yeah. Okay, it's tricky. And here's, 
Here's where I see it cross into religious territory. Because we did the podcast with friend of the show, Gemma. I don't know if she's still around, if she enjoyed yeah. the process or not. And she and it was around religious beliefs, you know. She was yeah. saying, yeah. but if you don't speak for the gospel, if yeah. you don't say what you believe at the end of every episode, if you talk to an atheist. So think about this. For Christians, that's life or death. I'm talking to an atheist going, all right, tell yeah, me about your disbelief right. in God and how you don't believe in a heaven and that Jesus yeah. like, <laughs> was someone to follow and things like that. Yeah. Like that's work. Like when we, when we, now we put this into context. So COVID denial can result in lots of unnecessary deaths to vulnerable that's people right. in society at that's its right. worst, right? That, that's what can happen. But for religious people, me having on an atheist, a humanist, a, a progressive Christian or whoever might disagree with that worldview, I'm condemning yeah. people, Russ, to eternal hellfire because I'm promoting that view. But yeah. this, wo- this, but I will dissuade it's okay for me to talk to them and have them on if I say at yeah. the end, well, but here's the truth, Russ, and, and Jesus is Lord, and, <laughs> yeah. and this is what I believe. That's and this right. is kind of That's what people, right. thanks for sharing. are asking Hell. of me. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for sharing. Hey, Russ, thanks for coming yeah. on, mate. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I completely disagree with everything you've said, yeah. but but thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Like, I'll catch I feel you like it's You're wrong. That we're You're wrong. That I'm honest about my <laughs> belief in you burning. It's like <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. have to be, right? So yeah. let's bring this religious structure back to what we're talking about. Yeah. What I find difficult about evangelism is that within religious circles we talk about, you know, you gotta build relationship with people and bring them yeah. to Christ. And my friend has yeah. the best anecdote about he was going to Hillsong Church and he had a great time, it was really good, but he just found that all the people there, all these friends and all these guys he was hanging out with were like, man, how's your walk with God? Are you coming to youth group this week? They just wanted more and more yeah. to bring him in closer and closer to the fold. And he began asking the question, being like, do you, do you want me to become something? Or, yeah. or are you my friend to be my friend? Right. And this is, this is I think, the catch-22. If I'm befriending someone to give them my worldview, whether it be religious or whether it be scientifically uh, validated and harmful if they continue in those ways. If I'm becoming their friend to go, oh, I'm going to change their mind, then the pure motive of building human connection of going, Mm. Russ, you as a human have pure dignity. I'm just going to like you for you and I'm going to be your friend, not because of what I can change you, not because of what you can give me, but because of your human beingness and I'm a human and let's be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And there's that, so I'm seeing the two worlds cross over, the religious world going, we're going to be your friend to convert you into Jesus. And then everybody else being like, even if like people could say, oh, I'm like, it would justify this platform to everybody. If I said, oh yeah, but I'm going to like hit them with the science and the facts and the Jesus and whatever you want me to hit them with. And then that justifies me listening to them and me understanding them and me having this platform. But as soon as I go, you know what? I'm not here to change your mind. Pete Evans? I'm not here to change your mind. One, because I don't yeah. think that's possible. But two, I just want to get to know you. I want to see how yeah. you think and how you function so I can understand more yeah. humans. Yeah. And I, but look, the, I don't think that's good enough. Ado, Ado raised in the chat before the question of, uh, is there a point where it starts to do too much harm? And I'm uh, like... Talk to I, me about that. I think that's, I think that's right. I think that's true. I think the idea of free speech and and this gets really really complicated really fast because where do we de- like how do we define define harm? And then if harm re- real how do we define harm? How do we define real harm? And then how do and we how then- do you link the data to my podcast that I am causing said harm? Sure. 
I think this is a separate discussion to that explicitly. And if we just talk about the idea of speech and harm. But I don't think you can have that conversation without first defining where the speech is happening. Sure. But like, so like, I think that online platforms, let's take Ideas Digest. Um, it's probably easier with the news or the Today Show or, or you know, you know, one of these sort of produced mainstream media type outfits it's like yeah there's stuff that's just doing harm to folks and it's and it's the responsibility of people who are producing the show and engaging in the show to understand the limits and bounds of the of the discussion that's about to happen to 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 know like so uh, some good examples were um the today show i think it was the, the today show did a segment that was particularly um disrespectful to aboriginal australians and like it was rightly condemned and roundly condemned and i think in a show like that do your homework understand the needs of that community and be respectful and not do further harm to a a a, a marginalized and vulnerable group of of, but, of people but even even within what you're talking about there's assumptions about what the platform is what yeah. it exists to do and yeah. who it exists to serve and i yeah. like i just don't think we get very far in like in the conversation if we if we don't first define those parameters to being like yeah. no, well a comedian I, said insensitive things to yeah. the disabled community i was like uh, jim jeffries or something i was watching something i'm like jeez he's ripping hard into disabled people that's pretty hectic but then yeah. you go, well, he's a comedian or not. Does that change it? Does yeah. does that yeah. change? Like, like, should we be as outraged if a comedian does it? It's yeah. like, do you know, what, it, like, I feel like no, context I, I, I get the entire you. conversation. But I also think, no, I completely agree. I also think there's a difference between free speech and freedom of consequences of speech. So if Jim Now Jeffries, we're talking about the free market capitalist element that we bolt onto it. But it's even like... So if Jim Jeffries engages in vilification of a of a group of people, a marginalized group of people, um, and that group of people go, "I don't want to watch you anymore." Yeah, or if they say, "I don't think anyone should watch you," and they put that on Twitter, and people stop going, which essentially is cancellation, right? <laughs> like that's a, I, I think that's a product of harmful speech that people respond to. Like you, you don't get what, what you, do you mean people because, respond to? Un- unpack that for me. So if people understand, and I, like let's let's say the 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 followers on Twitter who are receptive to information about a particular comedian's speech, and they don't like that speech, and they tell their friends, "This guy's saying, you know, really hurtful things about this community. Let's not go to that show. Let's go somewhere else." Like that's fine. Jim Jeffries can't then complain and say, "Well, I'm losing people because you know a group of." activists are, are, are saying that my hurtful things are hurtful. It's like, yeah, you've got the freedom yeah, to but, say what you like, but, Jim, but you, you don't then yeah. get the, the, the covering to be like, well, people should still come to my show, even though I say hurtful things. It's like, okay, let, let's, let's put like, this into, like, uh, well, can into... I, can I see this in the, I see this in the playground or I see this in, in school context a lot. When a kid's really nasty to a group of other kids, they don't want to play with them. It's like, you know, like it's it's kind of like a con- a consequence of that action. It's a if you engage in free yes. speech, that's fine. But there are consequences to speech, and if people don't like but, that speech and and then choose not to partake in your comedy career, well, mate, maybe 
pickaxe on different stuff. Yeah. And if you want to make a but, statement by making comedy about that thing, then you're going to bear the consequences of that particular line of comedy. But that's also like... Yeah. I'm going to contradict that, myself here a lot, I would say. <laughs> but but that's that's like... That's the free market. That's the one thing we've been trained to do in this modern Western society is to say, Russ, yeah. the only power you have is that of the consumer. And if the consumer yeah. gets outraged by Pete Evans posting something, whether he meant to or not, whether he was just ignorant or not, whether he is a yeah, neo-Nazi yeah. or not, yeah, the free yeah. market consequences go, Woolworths go, I'm going to lose sales. I'm just going to do yeah. whatever. It hits my bottom line. I understand yeah. that, that market-based mechanism, but I've never seen it operate. No. without personal vilification. I've never seen it operate without a group of people, like yeah. like you watch with Pete Evans. Yeah. Once again, go listen to the other episode that I put out on yeah. my opinions of Pete Evans. He yeah. was kind of rude. I didn't really enjoy the conversation. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm on board with his ideas, you know, yeah. but once again, it's not about me or, or, or what I think. But I do think, like, we haven't even asked the question, what does that accomplish? What is the purpose yeah. Of leading this vitriolic mm. person, like okay, I'll like <laughs> we'll really test the nuance capabilities of this audience when I say <laughs> this. I don't think he's a neo-Nazi. I think he's just probably a bit of an idiot. Like, I think he's celebrity. I think celebrity yeah. does funny things to the mind, being like, "Oh, look, people are listening to me, and I don't yeah. have degree in medicine, but I must have something valuable to say if everyone's listening to me." Yeah, and. You know, we can we can point to evidences and try and work out whether he meant to subtly be calling the neo Nazis all together to like to condemn whatever he was trying to do. We can we can kind of do that, um, but I I don't I think it does more yeah. harm than good yeah. when you take yeah. one tweet with one picture yeah. that is yeah. insensitive. That I'll be honest, I'm ignorant. I had no idea what the yeah. bloody sun thing was. Now I know. I had no I had no idea. And and. Yeah. Once again, we're only guessing at his motives. But when the headline sure. runs, Pete Evans is a neo-Nazi, you know what his community sees? Yeah. They see, look, he's yeah. on the right track. He is a martyr. He is yeah. standing up for yeah. truth. He is standing up for justice. I'm joining yeah. him on his platform where there is no, where it is a pure echo chamber, not even like Twitter yeah, yeah. where you get a, a bit yeah. reverberations around. And so I just say this, I just say this, we can yeah. debate, I don't give a crap whether yeah. we're debating whether Pete Evans is a neo-Nazi or not, I really don't care, okay, we, yeah. like, I, I don't have an opinion on that, No, see, but I, I do want to push people and I want to say, what is the purpose of that label, how does it help you to label him like no, that, I, and I how does it help the community and the division in society? I, I, like the, I like the question and the nuance before you ask those questions. Because what we do when we talk about harm and when we talk about hate speech and when we talk about some of these other things is we can erase a person's motives. We can't, like, people don't just engage in stuff. Like, I've said clumsy stuff where I just didn't know better. I just didn't know better. I want to know. Like, my, my posture, I like to have a posture of openness and inclusion. I like to improve myself. And I've learned a lot over the journey about, my attitudes to women. I've learned a lot about Aboriginal Australians um, and, and what our culture uh, has systematically done to their culture and how our cultures together would be better. Like I've learned these things. Um, I, I'm, I've 
been engaging in a lot of reading on um, stuff in, in in America on race relations in America, and some of the stuff, some of the mistakes I've made. If I'd have been cancelled online for some of those mistakes, it stops my further growth because it is a mistake. Mm. It was ignorant. It was not good. It was hurtful, but it was ignorant, and I actually was and able to. You have to no learn way out. It. You have no, no way back. No, and I'm at fault, which makes. And I don't want I don't want this to be a situation of the white man. The white man is vulnerable because he made a mistake and he really wanted yeah, to learn. Yeah, poor, but yeah. No, that's guy. not that's not my point. That's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I, because I think there are some things where it's like ah, uh, you probably should have known better about that one, buddy. Like there's a there's an there's been enough in front of you. But that's a hard. Okay, I'm going to say that's a yeah. hard statement to make because it, yeah. as soon as you say to somebody, yeah. you should have known yeah. better. Essentially what's in that is an implication and a a set of assumptions going, well, I know better, so you should have known better. And all I'm saying is it seems like a leap based on misinformation about the person. Like, hey, maybe you know the person and you go, come on, mate, I know you. You should have known better. We went through school together and we learned this in year eight, year nine, year ten. (laughs) But what we do is go, what we do is we say, you should have, like, you random person on the internet, like yeah. Pete Evans, you should have known what that symbol meant. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, once again, uh, I'm ignorant AF. Yeah. I had no idea what that symbol was. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, geez, looks a bit, yeah, I can see it. Um, yeah. And, like, I'm not, and I'm not even excusing it. I'm just saying, yeah. It, when we, when we, when we place assumptions on people, what we like to do by default is place the worst assumptions on people yeah. and then draw their motives from those assumptions and then that becomes the person and that's what I'm calling as yeah. vilification. Well, we, we fill the gaps. Like when we have an incomplete story, we'll fill the yeah. gaps. And, yeah. you know, often, I mean, that's that's largely error-ridden. <laughs> like it's filled with all kinds yeah. of problems. And there is a di- there is a difference between... Pete Evans accidentally posting a meme that is filled with Nazi, neo-Nazi imagery and symbolism and him being a neo-Nazi. There is a difference there. And that difference is, yeah. I-, I would argue, relatively important, provided that what he does with if it... If that's all it realizes, takes to be a neo-Nazi, geez, the bar's low. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't you have to yeah. like, like do something, go to a club meeting or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I do think... They're like, hey, you like, tweeted it. You tweeted yeah. it, man. You're in the club. <laughs> that's right. But... Uh, there is a point here where I recognise that what we can then ask and, and reading, you know, letters from a Birmingham jail, you hear Martin Luther King Jr. talking about, you know, you want me to go about this this way. Here's why I'm not. Here's why I am protesting. Yeah. Here is why I'm engaging in this. And, and yeah. like, there's a, like, I'm, I get the idea of... Um, there are some injustices injustices that are so great and there are some things that are so problematic that yeah. it's not up to the white guy who's offended by the statement of you should have known better. It's a bigger yeah, and broader no. thing. And sometimes that's actually not yes. known until you look back on it um, with, you know, yes. the luxury of hindsight with with some distance and, and, and it's historic. But it's kind of like... And, and this is where the, I think people have so many different reasons for engaging in cancels cancellation just cancel them and people yeah. have said you want to be st- you want to stand on the right side of history like have you read people say that you want to I've read a lot of that around the US election you want to be on the right side of history here and 
The problem is we kind of don't be nice. like. It would be nice. Yeah, there are some things where that's really clear, but there are some things where that's not quite so clear, and we have to make judgments with all of our f- flaws and errors in our the way we process information, all that kind of stuff, mm. and with our biases and with the relationships that pull us one way or another. And and I think that's yeah. that's really really hard. Now, Ado asked, "Are there platforms that demand a higher standard?" I think there yes. are. Yes. I think there are. And that was my point around purpose. Yeah. That's my point around if you're a well-funded national network that's got a breakfast show, like that's talking about Aboriginal Australian issues and needs. And why would you have a panel of four white people to do that? Who then awkwardly say inappropriate things and and kind of like step on culture and and, and you know what i mean so it's like yeah. if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna ask that question at least yeah. take the time to plan something that is going to be representative you know like have a panel of aboriginal well, australians like at to... minimum like please you know what i mean and that's, <laughs> yeah yeah and, you, and, and you that's a that's a to... that's a well-funded what is network the purpose yeah that's right and if the purpose is just to have opinions and ideas it's like well, then I think you probably are going to be up for some criticism if you engage in free speech freely, protected speech in America, as people say, and it's protected by law here in Australia. But it, it like, don't be surprised if people get upset if you say something that's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and and we do, we, you know, we conflate freedom of speech with the consequences, which is which yeah, is what you're right. outlining outlining yeah. there. It's like, oh, like yeah. this company dropped me. Well, they're a private yeah. enterprise, and that's their decision. And, yeah, that's and right. That's fine. And yeah. like, I I don't have any answers to this very nuanced, difficult, above my pay grade discussion about yeah. how we solve divisions in society. Yeah, what that's I, right. What I am what I am saying is this. The, the only thing I'm honestly saying is what uh, what, am, what am I trying to do and what do I think will make society better? And I've come to the conclusion that I honestly think polarization, tribalization and division yeah. and vilification makes yeah. things worse. We go to a point yeah. where we can no longer just sit at a table and go, oh, well, I disagree for these reasons. Oh, no way. I disagree for these reasons. Oh, really? Let's have dinner. Yum, yum, yum. We go, F that guy. Get out of my house. (laughs) I never want to see you again. Once again, and I I understand the necessity for some people in vulnerable communities to do that because it can result in actual harm being around these ideas and things like that. But I am from, from this... Speaking about this, like white little echo chamber of ideas <laughs> digest, that is yeah, like right. a a very you know privileged perspective that that I'm speaking from and going. I have the luxury to hear any idea, and it does not impact me. I have the right. economic luxury yeah, for right. that, yeah. and I think, I th- I think what what I think is helpful. Or, or the only thing I'm experimenting with, maybe I get, maybe I get, you know, a season, two seasons in, and I go, you know, yeah. what, it doesn't work at all, and it makes it worse. I'm, I'm yeah. open to that. Yeah. But you, but, ideas but debate I, just. <laughs> that's right. I've like Fight maybe to debate the idea is better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe vilification is better. Yeah, that's right. um, Pick your team. You're on. You're in or you're out. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, I have never seen understanding attempted. I have never seen yeah. someone sit yeah. there and go, "Ooh, 
those ideas thinking, oh, I could debate and fact check them. Tell me about you, the human. I have people that follow Ideas Digest that are across the, the spectrum of listeners politically, religiously. And, and I think surely bringing people together to understand how they, why those ideas operate, why they do, why do people believe them? Why do we come to them? Because I think we don't talk about the person anymore we go conrad don't have that neo-nazi on the show he's going to convert more neo-nazis and we've never bothered to even attempt to try and find out hang on is it just a really potent toxic idea that like will seduce me because i heard it it's just the mere listening of it pulls me in or is there something about the psychological makeup of a person or spiritual makeup of a person that they're either hurt so much, had an experience so much, see the world in a certain kind of way that when they hear that idea, they go, yes. Mm. And I'm interested in what makes them say yes because I am not convinced that just hearing the idea is is what converts people. There yeah, has no, to I be could, something else. No, I could, I could go along with that. I also think in, in what you're talking about, um, so Pete gets cancelled and I'm of the belief that like... Pete's what does that had accomplish? Enough. Well, so for me, it's it's the it's the uh, it's the followers and the people that subscribe and and desire to address genuine concerns in their lives or seek some kind of truth around questions they have. They're following Pete, looking for that. Cancelling Pete in the way that happened may have been necessary, and I'm actually less concerned about what it does for Pete as I am for what it does for a community of people that are buying into what Pete is selling and how it might harden them into those views and beliefs. And it's it's almost like, a, is there some kind of way where you can say, look, mate, this isn't, this isn't great. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like the, I'm not a big one for the, for believing that, um, like a, a head on a stake is the best way to communicate to a community that this is not what we do anymore. Like it might be really effective at stopping certain types of things, but it doesn't if make it stops the surface. Yeah, it doesn't make the needs go away, and it doesn't. Then make, we get Trump, right? And so there is some kind of like there's there has to be some in between space where Pete doesn't have access to mainstream media platforms, and I think this is something that. Um, back to that idea that Adrian was raising before where, yeah, there are standards. Like Channel 10 may not want to put him on a show or if they put him on a show, he he must understand that there are certain aspects of what he says that will be edited for content because the, 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 the channel has a responsibility. Or they might not want to promote his alternative views at all by having him on the station. And I think that's okay. Um, but what we've done is ended some of those relationships in such a way that severs the opportunity for his community to continue to ask questions and be listened to and heard and Mm. to have pushback. And the the, the meal time that you're talking about, the sit down at a table together Mm. and have that conversation gets harder when we, when we make Mm. such a statement of someone, even if necessary. So I wonder if there are ways that, I mean, and essentially, like we said at the top of the show, it's it, it, it's, it was a, a, a podcast that generated social media activity 
social media activity that generated click activity on new sites and that generated a PR problem for companies. And so, and, yeah. and then of course, the way the, the click sites function, once he was, once the, uh, the companies had the PR nightmare and dealt with the PR nightmare, that became the next story in the Pete mm. week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, it's that cycle that I think is unhelpful. Even if what he's saying is damaging and problematic and harmful, it's like, can we do, can we de-platform in a way that's not a, like a swift cancellation? <laughs> okay. That leads can to we, clicks we, and news yeah. stories. But this is, this is the profit-driven click media that, that makes its own right. problems again. Can we, you're saying, can we de-platform? Yeah. You, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. Because the platforms yeah. are rubbish. Because it's the platforms that they get on that, that, that we call news that ran this whole article about, hey, yeah. Sydney doctor calls Pete an idiot. Sick news story. Like, we call that news now. Yeah, that's and, right. And then we go, that's well, right. let's de-platform them. But what yeah. if news was actually a platform for representing reality, for, for showing us what the community looked like, what prominent views were happening? Were, like, yeah. when you looked at the newspaper, you were looking at the world, not just what made them money. Can, and can I add something in there too, the though? Case, can I add something in there too? Because just representing the community back to itself doesn't necessarily bring the community closer to an empirical truth. So there are some things that we know are empirically true. And if we just reflect the community's views back to the community, we might not yeah, actually no, shift shift anything towards yes. something. So it's like- That's what I mean. I mean like yeah, represent yeah. reality as reality is. That's going to involve- yes community yes. reflection, yes. objective scientific reflection. It's, it's going to do yeah. all those things. So we, like I put this question to you, we, we, mm. we wouldn't have to, this isn't a question, this is a statement. Yeah, <laughs> good. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to de-platform yeah. if all of a sudden Pete Evans ends up on a show with, with a doctor and he says something and the doctor goes, yeah, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he goes, Peter, I understand where you're coming from. I can see you're probably really confused and, and, and scared about like all these times that, that are going on. And, yeah, and you yeah. probably, you seem like a healthy guy and you've had some success with your, with your bone broth and things like that. Like, but, but here's the data, here's the numbers. I don't know yeah. what to do with these numbers. Like, can you tell me, honestly, Yeah. you show that to people. Yeah. Pete, Pete's on the platform. He is on the platform, but you show sure, him in the sure. context where his ideas are, he is up against. He he is speaking as an expert, and then he's put up at with an expert once again. Yeah, we don't want to create false dichotomies of like the, the one scientist versus the ninety nine scientists on climate change and make them fifty fifty. That's kind of not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but I am right. saying if his ideas are so bad and dumb, and the platform had a mandate to represent and reflect reality. One, Pete would never make it onto the platform to be deplatformed unless he was representing a, a, lo- a large movement within society. Mm, then they'd mm. go, oh, we've got to have this on. And if yep. he just didn't, he wouldn't even be on there because they'd go, oh, he doesn't, that, that, no data backs him up. We don't need to talk to him about this issue. So, so I guess I'm wondering if deplatforming is a poor solution to the real problem of our platforms being bit like fundamentally failing in what they are supposed to do and fundamentally failing for what you yeah. mentioned before, which is a yeah. profit driven clickbait model. Yeah. I think, I think there's, see, I find that really interesting 
I would find it more interesting if the people that were on platforms actually were addressing the concerns of folks without the need for a Pete. So Pete represents concerns within society and then has solutions to those concerns and has monetized those for himself. And mm. and so we have him on platforms and a part of, you know, M- MK. I never really got into MK. I'm not just, I just didn't. Part of that, he didn't really seem to go too hard on his, like, paleo stuff like he ate whatever he was given or whatever and that's fine um it appears to be fine now whether he becomes a token for a community that buys into a certain type of worldview i don't know but when we actually put pete alongside a doctor and they have that conversation i wonder i or i do wonder whether we're better off distilling the concerns that pete might have the legitimate questions that people might have so it's like we don't need pete there for, you don't need the celebrity, yeah. For the people who are representing uh, an empirical truth to address concerns in meaningful ways, so I guess I yeah. wonder then. Fair point. Do Fair platforms point. just not yeah. meet the needs of community? Are they, are they maybe not addressing stuff that really matters? I'm in it. Like the short answer is I spend is no. my time in this room. I don't watch the project. <laughs> so yeah. I, do I. I'm. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, maybe the project and shows like this do this really, really well. I'm not sure. Nah, I'm gonna put my money on no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but, but, I, think- but I take your point. That's that's exactly right. Like we don't need to feed into the perpetual motion of celebrity because they're creating celebrity. Like and yeah, this is this right. is what I put to that's you. Right. I, I say I challenge everybody with the data. Yeah. These stories that ran on Pete Evans and COVID. My hunch is, prove me wrong with data. I haven't done the research. Show me and I'll change my mind. Yeah. But my hunch is more people are going to go and be drawn to that line of thought after Pete mm. has been dragged through the mud on every tabloid so-called newspaper that Australia and the UK has. Because yeah. it's now been exposed to more eyeballs than just this piddly little ideas digest podcast. Yeah, yeah. And even even like we said before, if you say, Oh, I condemn this completely, people go, Well, actually that kind of that kind of makes yeah. sense. Like they're ridiculing yeah, yeah. this guy. And you know what it does? Then they go, Well, now I'm not gonna listen to anything that comes through this newspaper anymore. So they actually sever their ties for any form of communication. And yeah. I think I think we've gotten caught up. In this religion, I'm, I keep coming back to this. I think yeah. we are purely yeah. religious creatures. We are we are religious yeah. beings. We make everything religious, and I think <laughs> we are operating out of our love for a vindictive, like punishment system. This is our jailing system. Oh, you do the crime, do the time. Like I'm going to yeah. punish you. Yeah. And yeah. And we have it in in like mainline Protestantism, you know, you're going to hell forever and you're not going to heaven and and people like Hitler, well, we know they're going to pay. God is going to punish them. And I think we we go towards our love of punishment. When we see Pete D platform, yeah. we're like sucked in. Mm. You get no money now yeah. from your books and your this and your and that. And it's satisfying. You know, it, it's like, yeah, it satisfies yeah. us temporarily and we're like, oh yeah, it's sucked in. And, and what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to do is go, okay, like, did he deserve that type of punishment? I'm actually not going to comment on that, but I, I guess I keep going to what I always come back to. What is your goal? 
if our yeah. goal is to make society better, yeah. more inclusive, yeah. more open, connect the disconnected, yeah. connect people with those questions, yeah. connect the people that might That's have right. something in them that yeah. his ideas appeal to, that a neo-Nazi's yeah. ideas appear appeal to. All I'm saying is the data does not show me that the current punishment system works in changing yeah. society for the better. And the other thing I think, no, I think that's right. And and if we, I'm trying to operationalize it in like nerdy nerdy terms. I'll, I'll try not to say it like that. But this is all words. This is all yeah. this is all in the verbal world. Ideas, yeah, cancelling, all yeah. of that. It's just it's like these are representations and these are constructions of our language. And when we think about some of the things that have changed our views, the strongest, like well, the. the and, and some of this is anecdote, some of this is just like em- empirically supported. It's when we engage, it's when we actually connect with and it's the experience, an experience of, right? Mm. And so I think that we kind of can forget the impact of experiences. Mm. And so to cancel someone in the, in the verbal world might actually remove an ability of them to contact something in the physical world. And that's sad and they might then because the contact with the experiences of life they shape uh the thing the stories we tell ourselves about the world but sometimes the stories we tell ourselves about the world are more potent than the experiences we have in real life irl so our irl gets changed through what we tell ourselves about that experience and if we label people and if we cancel them in the you know in the twitter sphere and in the language space We'll tell ourselves uh, stories about our few, you know, about our experiences. I'll have a really, really important experience with a doctor, and yet I'll still be connected to that idea or that story as a result of, you know, the the Facebook group I'm a part of. That that connection to a uh, someone like Pete who led me into these ideas, which I think are really important and address serious concerns. But now, when I'm facing actual experiences in the real world. Do you know what I mean? I, I, that sounds about something that's, that's like more than like, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It sounds yeah. like you, yeah. you, you're putting probably better th- than I put it in the well, sense d- that, can I make that there concrete? Are, there, are th- there are things that connect us yeah. to ideas. Yeah. Uh, to make that concrete, like I was talking to my mom about anti-vax and she's like, None of my parents' generations refused a vaccination because we knew kids had died of polio. We knew kids had died of, like, you know, preventable diseases. My brother lives in in Vietnam and and he's like, there's no one over here that's refusing vaccinations because people die of these preventable diseases. Now, I'm not saying there aren't concerns that some people hold legitimately around vaccinations. I'm very pro-vax because I'm a nerd um, and... I the data I've seen is really supportive of the of vaccinations, but the experience of being in a community where people are dying of preventable diseases that you have a vaccination for changes how you experience the stories around vaccinated vax, right? Mm. And and how we ch- how we harden people to the ideas and to the cultures and the identity groups within that might actually negatively affect how they encounter and engage with the world that mm. i don't know that kind of that's that's not borne out in any like really really good research that's just an idea i had now 
like I, I think that's that they're exactly my assumptions there. Uh, like yeah. you're, you're kind of pointing to experiences will draw us to ideas and people yeah. that hold these ideals that appeal to me, a- appeal to us. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, there are dangerous ideas, but ideas yeah. are only dangerous if we believe them and act on them. And I think yeah. we yeah. far too quickly skip over the fact or, or the conditions that lead us to believe them and the conditions that lead us to act on them. And I think yeah. that just needs to be part of the conversation. And then I, I think the final question, you know, that, that people ask <laughs> is, is like, where's the line? Yeah. Conrad, would, would you have on David Duke, some, some yeah. hard neo-Nazi? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and and maybe you can convince me on this. <laughs> <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but I would. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe maybe you take a bit of a warning. Yo, this this guy's probably gonna say some. Like, if I had the interview, I'm like, he says some pretty offensive things to some certain groups. Be warned. Um. Yeah. But I. Maybe I'm selfishly curious. Maybe I, I just I yeah. just want to know. Yeah. Like so, my worldview like, tells me that there are reasons, and I, that my worldview tells me that there is some deep, deep, deep trauma that leads people to believe these horrible things and then act on them. My question or it functions is, for or it functions for them in in certain ways. So um, Isabel Wilkerson in Cast talks in 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 the American uh, societal structure about how it was comfort for poor white Americans to know that they weren't black. So it functioned for them in that way. It doesn't necessarily have to be a trauma. It just has to function for them in some way. So it's to have a group of people underneath in in our caste system is always a relief because regardless of how bad my life's going, at least I'm not. Yeah. As horrific as that is, it functions for them in in, in some way. It's still... It still just sounds like to me you don't come to this level of abhorrent acceptance of certain ideas unless yeah. you're like you're saying avoiding some level of trauma, some level yeah. of like difficult yeah. situation where you are yeah. faced with well at least I'm not black like at least that functions for me in that way. I'm like, what yeah. are you escaping, man? Yeah, that's, what are you running yeah, from? Yeah, what do yeah. you and and maybe it's not trauma. I'm not a therapist or something. No, 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 or something. No. I'm just like, yeah. I just think. But there's some there's something some, fundamentally not not something not working. Not, something not right. Yeah. In in the yeah. person. Yeah. I mean, prove me wrong. Find me. Find yeah. me a healthy okay. individual who's so, had a great loving upbringing. Who's got like <laughs> who, who's really well rounded. That's like, oh yeah, yeah I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's know. right. But I think so. My question then is. Do you need to publish an interview with David Duke or can you engage your curiosities in a conversation with David Duke and not publish it? I could would, uh, yes, I could would you, I would could you definitely be better, do that. What, like what would be what would be better? I I know that that would be like so I I I wonder my suspicion is if David Duke agreed to an interview with you, you would find it really hard to do that interview and not put it online. <laughs> 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 yeah, right maybe, like maybe that would that would be honest. that'd be burning a <laughs> hole in your in your pod in your pod pocket like that would be well, a hard check not to cash it, yeah I, I guess i would say this out of everything i've just said what 
are there people worth not understanding? But again, in in my reckoning, the more abhorrent the view, and and this is the and once again, this is not nothing. Yeah, this is not like some idiot with some crazy idea that no one believes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is something that's real. This is something that's rising. This is something that's getting more and more young people on board with this. This is this is like marches in the streets yeah. of masses of white people with tiki torches that are walking like this. Mm, now, mm. I I maintain and prove me wrong, but we need to understand this. We need to understand right. the factors that are pushing people in this direction. We need to understand what is it within people that are drawn to these ideas that cause such harm? That so and, like, and there's I, this, yeah. I could I could go a hundred percent along with that, but do you need to publish him just giving his opinion on that? Or, well, it depends on my on my position like, and audience. If I've collected I, no, an audience that's, on, so that that's right. So, but like, I'm sort of wondering. It's like I interviewed David Duke. Here's my tell you what I really think. And I know that, like, so my question is, are there people that you would not provide a platform? So, because I, I think there's a difference between understanding and providing a platform. Are, are, how no, interesting would it I'm, be what I'm, to What interview... I'm trying to do is the framework of understanding. The, the fact that yeah. we say in society, like, it, if religious people say, you know, we forgive our enemy, we love our enemy. Like yeah. if if that like who is our enemy? Well, then Hitler's our enemy. Who are the most abhorrent people in the yeah, world? Yeah. And yeah. and I can't I'm I can't get away from the 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 conclusion I'm following to the point where I go if I have people f- following me on this journey of being like, can I listen to these people and can I see their humanity as yeah. abhorrent as these ideas, as much harm as they cause? Can I see this person's humanity and can we all go? Wow, this guy. He, yeah. I can see I can see where he's coming from. Like, is there anyone worth not offering that level of quote unquote like salvation to? That level of like Yeah. Um So so again I come back uh, to there's there's the there's the inquiry and the offering that degree of salvation, but then there's publishing it. But that's what I'm saying. If if I have an audience that is on that journey with me, then that involves yeah. publishing it. That's that's what I'm saying. If yeah. if so, I'm a, like personally, it's all down I, to context. Yeah, personally, I'm probably like a I don't give David Duke a platform. I, I I ask him questions if I'm intellectually curious. I'd go on that journey. I'd ask him the questions. So so w- why wouldn't you publish it then? Um. What what do you think would happen? Like there are some there are some people that just by publishing you can do you can do harm by like oh. that's my critique uh, yeah. of the media like that exact yeah, yeah. critique is exactly what I'm talking about what the tabloids do that's what I'm saying and I guess what yeah. I'm saying in this context where I'm like you know me I would yeah I would hopefully push quite hard against uh, yeah. Is there any evidence to back up this claim that white people are superior? Is there any evidence like, yeah. what, how does this help you? How does this function for you? I, would, I wouldn't publish it if I didn't do a good job at... Yeah, right, right. Okay. At, 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 at holding a mirror. If I didn't hold yeah. a mirror well yeah. enough to the other side of the arguments, what do you say to the people that, that, that say this about you? Because yeah. if I couldn't do a good enough job at that, then, then there's no point. I guess yeah. if I didn't achieve my goal of ideas digest, then I think with anything, I just wouldn't publish it. 
yeah. I, I think. But yeah. but I just think there has to be... I guess I believe in this maybe too much. Maybe yeah. I believe in this yeah. unproven idea of listening to people too much and going, if I can see their humanity, then maybe other people can see their humanity. I don't think you have to condemn someone's humanity to not buy their ideas and to not yeah. go, when you come across that idea yeah. in politics, I will vote against it. I will campaign against it. I'll <laughs> yeah. do everything I can yeah, to I'm not make that. Yeah, I'm actively against it. I'm actively against it. But I don't think the prerequisite is for me to say, F that guy. I just don't yeah, know where the benefit of I, that is. I, I'm with you on that. But I just, I, I, I have a hesitation. I think there's something where it's like, when it comes to the publication or publishing of some views, I'm like, unless you provide like considerable editorial, because <laughs> if you ask, and I've heard, um, like, I don't know if you listen to the David Duke slow burn series, really interesting. Um, no. He has smooth answers for questions like, so, you know, you can't really justify white people as superior. Now, what he puts up, is rubbish, but it is not understood as rubbish by a lot of people, even though it just is completely. That's right. Like completely rubbish. Right. And so it's like, but it's only not understood by rubbish by those people already bought into the idea. I was amazed. That's my thesis. See, I, I, I think there are some aspects like I'm amazed at how much I don't know about um, history between Aboriginal Australians and white Australians. Yeah. I'm amazed at how much Americans are unaware of their history of um, racial violence. Like, I like reading some of these books. They were they were lynching people in the in the yeah. you know the the 1920s. Like, seriously, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And some of the stories around that, like massacres on American soil, are, are just horrific. Yeah. And then when you talk to an American okay. about it, they don't they don't know that history. They they are, they are not informed about that history because looking at some of that yeah. stuff on a national level is so painful a and maybe it's just not, it doesn't fit into the mythology of, yeah. of Australia and how we've treated Aboriginal yeah. Australians. And so it's like, I think that there are some things where the history belies our understanding or just not, our understanding just doesn't come close to what actually happened. And in which case, when mm. someone comes and presents an argument that you're like, oh, okay, that seems fair, but I just don't know all the information I need to know for no, not necessarily any fault of my own. I just was never given that information or I just was never, yes. or, or I heard it and just didn't quite tune it or whatever it might be. Yeah. You have indirectly convinced me. Here's what I think. <laughs> here's where I'm at. Here, yeah, come on. I like I, this. I think through this very complex yeah. idea that will probably shift. Yes. I good. am... I, I am mm, perhaps problematically idealistic about this approach of how we can engage yeah. the humanity of people and understand them. I'm idealistic about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the quest, to the question, is there a line and is there a limit to who I would talk to and who I would then publish? Yeah. The line and the limit is me. Like you uh -huh. just said... There is a history, there is a context, there is an understanding. And someone like David Duke might be out of my league. And I cannot, yeah. I cannot, the mirror is too heavy to hold for me to hold it up in How this scenario. And I'll drop it and I'll crack it and I, yeah, and yeah, I won't yeah. be able to do yeah. it. And if, yeah. if I could find someone, 
if I was to do that interview out of my own curiosity and do it and go, you know what? I yeah. just couldn't. I didn't understand the yeah. history enough. I couldn't yeah, yeah. do justice to the complexities that need to be held up in contrast to this idea. Yeah, then yeah. I wouldn't air it because I think it doesn't do what I'm trying to do. And right, I am right. the... I would be yeah. very reasonably so. Like, wh- who yeah. am I? I got no degree. I got, I got no expertise in this at all. Just a microphone that I bought from from bloody uh, Amazon. Um, and so I think that's where that's where the limitation lies, and that's where the end is. Is going. I'm probably not the person for a lot of people to do that with. I'm probably not good enough. I'm probably not able to do a that's good enough job. Yeah. And I would let the team down. And if I let the team down then I would not air it or publish it because I if it didn't yeah. achieve what yeah. what I what I'm hoping to achieve. And hopefully yeah. between now and then I have I have maybe more data to suggest that this approach actually does help and doesn't yeah. actually incite yeah. people to more and more violence because in fact yeah. allowing <laughs> allowing yeah. In, in creating opportunities for people to understand one another just gives them more ammunition to fire yeah, at each other. Maybe, right. maybe that's all it is. And all the way back to the start, maybe that is all I gave to the media. I just loaded the gun and that's left right. it on the porch and went, don't use it for killing people. And they picked it yeah. up and went, bow, 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 bow. Maybe that's, right. that's all I did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just creating stand, ammunition and being like, don't shoot by. people. You just rolled. You just rolled a time bomb into a young Pete's worldview there, <laughs> into his into his life yeah. experience. With his my book with deal. my wide eyed optimism. No, yeah. Pete. If we give people context, yeah. they'll that's understand right. you. And he's I, like, I, "Nah, mate, nah. I'm the villain, and that's the only story that matters." <laughs> he's like, "You watch, they'll cancel me here." You're like, "No, they won't. I promise no, they Pete, won't." Trust me, <laughs> I'm new at this. Yeah. I have this optimism yeah, that's that, right. that only time can kill. Uh, uh, yeah yeah no look i I think that's really interesting that the defining um a success or failure point for holding the mirror is really really important so one of the challenges may be knowing when you've when you've got there because like because you just like i don't i don't know what i don't know yep yep and that's why i'm 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 pushing I'm pushing to build a community where I'm like, guys, ask me questions. What questions do you want right. to know? What, That's where right. do I want to like, how can I be better at this? It's just like me on the end of the microphone trying to come up with questions that can n- yeah. not condemn, not vilify genuine yeah. questions that are curious yeah. and all those things. Good, good faith um, questions. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I, all I can think of is like this Wikipedia model of like a peer review. Hey, Ideas Digest. Yeah. You are part of this. Come on. You like, yeah. you have to citation needed. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to go, this question would have really helped me understand this area. You have to go, Oh, I think you missed it on this question. And yeah, uh, like uh, uh, this I guess this just can't be done alone. But then the, the, the yeah. more depressing yeah. side is like, I've found maybe, a small community of people that really are on board with, with what I'm doing that are like, yeah, this is really like I'm on board, but I'm also finding people don't have time for it. People, Mm. you know, maybe it's just, it's too, it's too difficult. It's too, we just don't have the energy, the intellectual like space because it's taken up by things that matter more. Um, And so I'm finding like, we're detuned. Like we, like, I'm sure you've done this. You've looked at a podcast and you're like, two hours. Nah, too too long. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Right? 
two point seven speed. Two point yeah. seven. That's only so, forty minutes to me. There are some, but I, I like. I'm 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 not a a one point zero speed listener. I'm I'm a. I, I like to listen to my pods with a bit of pace on them. But there are pods I've looked at. I'm like, nah, too long. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't do it. And I feel like uh, it's it's the content and the time. Joe Rogan, and what I'm looking I've, at you. Oh, too long. So, but like, it, it's the context of that as well. And so, for a lot of people, hmm. I think we're conditioned to a context of shorter stuff. We're looking yeah. for bite size. We want. We basically yeah. they want they want the deep, hard conversation in a reel, <laughs> not in this. Yeah, it's hard. But, I'm not you know good enough I mean? to give that. I'm not good enough. But, I can't, but I don't think I can't. like even if you do that, where's the follow up? Where's the pushback? Where's the nuance? Yeah, you can't do the yeah. nuance. So I think the incentive structures of the possible. platforms where we're functioning or we're working with don't yeah. set up for nuance. They just don't. And we are conditioned by the platforms as much as, like, I would argue that once these platforms were created, the more the behavioral mechanisms were included in the platforms, think pull to refresh on Twitter, think some of the Facebook group type functions, like they're behavioral, like they're, they're in these books here. Like they, they describe those experiments in animals and humans and like, we, we know that stuff works. That's a pokey machine yeah. for information. That's what that is. Yeah. We've so, created those systems, but once we've created them, the success of the behavioral aspects, then it's like they create were created for people. People use them. The bits that work, then the the developers have gone more and more and more into. And so now yeah. it's not being shaped by humans, it's being shaped by the human's response to the platform. Mm. And it's and yeah. and so the it's the it's it's teaching us now. <laughs> we we yeah, are conditioned the by the of, platform. It's just like saying it's just like unleashing a like you know you got you got three boys. Put them in a lolly shop and be like, all right, I'll just buy whatever you eat the most of. And they're like, that's, nom 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 nom. And you're like, right. hey, you you freely chose this little guy. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> you, right. you wanted it. Here you that's, go. Here's more of right. like the the gummy bears that you desire. That's right. Like, and then I put but, veggies but we, on the plate. And yeah. say, all right, dinner, dinner the next night. Here are the veggies. They're like, no, 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 no. That's Wally right. Wally shop. <laughs> and and that I think that's all of us. That's 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 yes. Yeah. That's like how I operate. That's how we're being programmed yeah. to operate. And that's why I think I guess the upside. Okay, the downside. We've spoken about this before as well. The downside of this platform is it cuts against the the platforms I'm using are not wired for this type of engagement. So the algorithms will never favor it. But then on the upside is that because I have no incentive structure, I'm not party to following an incentive structure that gives me more clicks or money because I got neither. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess I'm safe from a little bit of corruption because I'm open, guys. You throw money at me, I will sell out. (laughs) You want want controversial guests? (laughs) You got it. I'm running Daily Mail type articles now. Like, yeah, that's let's right. do this. Driven by clicks. Uh, yeah. But I, uh, so I think if we come back to the purpose of the show, like you've got a, a committed group of people who are engaging in the process and practice of Ideas Digest, like you and Cam and like you now are framing. And I think that's like, that's a good start. And it, it's yeah. over time, it's just continually structuring that and, and scaffolding that and getting people to engage in that as the practice and process. It's it, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to keep experimenting because I mm. definitely don't do it. And if you've made it this far, 
because I might just release oh. this as a podcast episode. If oh. you've made it like <laughs> this long into our rantings, then <laughs> then you then you're bought into the process on some level. You're you're bought in, and if you're this bought in, let me know and let's let's like push this thing forward because. Uh, like uh, my my original dream and goal was for like this to be some level of this is what a church space perhaps could look like in this new age of <laughs> I tuned out I'm back good to, good to have you back we're at the at the wind up here but the the dream was to have this as like a church space where we where we pull people and we sit around in a room I never yeah. wanted a big audience I just wanted people to kind of sit in and sit around and and listen and ask questions and and do the whole decentering I'm not the center anymore what do I look like to you as this kind of yeah personal growth type thing because my goal is not to change people's minds i do not believe that's possible prove me wrong Mm. but i Mm. just have i just Mm. have never seen it but my goal Mm. is going i just think if you engage in this practice if people listening buy into this if they get on board with what the the practice of of decentering yourself going what do i look like to you and to you and to Mm. you and and what what do you think i i see in you and 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 I'm going to like step back a little bit from this. I just think surely that grows our, well, it grows my capacity to understand people, to empathize with people, to look at the, look at what some Sydney, what some Melbourne doctor calls as an effing idiot and look at Pete and go, you know what, mate? I feel for you. Yeah. I feel for you. They are calling you a neo-Nazi. I'm going to assume the best of you. So I'm going to assume that you just reposted something because you thought it was like, about evolution and changing and growing and you yeah, didn't notice right. that hectic, hectic symbol. Yeah. I could be wrong. And if, yeah. and if someone's like, no, I yeah. spoke to him and he is a neo-Nazi, I'll be like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll revise yeah, yeah. that on evidence. That's, but that's right. in, in light of good evidence, I'm going to assume the best of you. I, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to do on the podcast is I'm going to present your argument the best it can be. I'm going to yeah. present you in the best light you can be. Yeah. Because I just think that gets us further than the alternative. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to present- prove me wrong. I'm going to present a bad argument in good faith. <laughs> I guess. Like if, if yeah. that's the best you've got and it's still a bad yeah. argument, I don't need to do anything. But <laughs> that's right. if, if I can, if we can be as a community together going, no, no, I do get that. My, my granddad is like that. And I understand yeah. him a little bit yeah. more now because this guy yeah. could unpack those ideas. And when I go sit down with granddad, I know he's responding to a time where he was trained to kill Japanese people to protect a country and he was sold a yep. myth that allowed him to kill other people and this has yep. resulted in x y and z yep, now i kind of right. get it i don't think it's healthy i don't think it's great i think no. i don't want to be like that but can i understand it and can i include more people in that way not including yep. people as being like oh all ideas are equal not what i'm saying but i think no. all humans no. have equal value and but i we think have, we forget that but we have got to a point where not everyone's on the on the platform automatically. Which I think mean? is Oh, like you were saying before, it's like just because people are on the platform and like if you are unable to hold the mirror up to a, a yeah. point like it's like this is not just carte blanche, like anyone's on, I will publish whatever you say. <laughs> like Yeah. It has yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And I know that you kind of you will you will like the parlor of podcasts. <laughs> you will like the. <laughs> I'm gonna be. This is gonna be a, a free speech space, and, and I think. Uh no, nah, that was never my emphasis. That was no, never I think, my. Emphasis. I think that's fair. Sorry, yeah, and but it's like a. You know what? There is harm, 
and and at a point where I think harm is happening, then we'll make yeah. decisions about yeah. And I, I think, al- yeah. that's right. And I always want to be open to the data. I always yeah. want to be open to the data, and I can't siphon that data myself. This can only yep. be done in like a, a few people that are on board with with what I'm talking about, which is why I keep talking to you about it and just unpacking kind of yeah. what we're doing here to be like, I. I ha- I have to be self-aware enough to know that the flaw in my optimism and my ideology of like love include and accept everybody yeah. is me. I will yeah. be that flaw and yeah. and I am gr- I am good enough Russ, I am smart enough to hide those flaws from myself. That's how good I am. I will justify as you've heard me yeah. in this podcast. Nah, nah, Russ, yeah. here's the reason, here's my story, yeah. here's why I'm yeah. still right. And I need people who are on board with the optimism that I hold for this space, with this new yep. form of communication, of this new space we can create for the humanity apart from the ideas we identify with. I need other people on board with that if I can even stand a shot at achieving what I'm attempting to yeah. do. Yeah. And I think that still comes with people saying, dude, is this guy really worthy of a platform? Here are some things I've read or seen. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I I reckon we've got a lot off my chest in in that episode there. Cite <laughs> 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 your sources, <laughs> news. Come on, man. That's cite like, your freaking sources. That's 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 uh, not a party foul. That's like yeah, get them out. That's, that's the only. Yeah, that's a red. That's a red card. Death penalty worthy <laughs> sin in this modern social media age. <laughs> Sight, just give me a shout out. Oh, come, come on. on, a mention, anything. Here. And oh, just one final rant. <laughs> this is me just like ranting hard. Yeah, just want fame. Clearly, that's what's coming through right now. But some bloody <laughs> Sydney doctor. He's just been on the project before, so they're like, "Ooh, Sydney doctor says this." I've been on the project before. Come on. <laughs> vaguely, vaguely, look it up. But I was half on there, and they, and they, yeah, they do that little credit ideas digest on the on the watermark there. No one's gonna click. No one's gonna Google that podcast and be like, oh, tell me more. No one's gonna read that article and go, oh, I wonder what the context was of this. Nah, they anyway. Clearly, I just want fame. I shouldn't. Clearly I shouldn't I just, have brought it. I shouldn't have brought it up again. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It exposes my Achilles heel of all yeah. I want is attention, and I'm happy yeah. to sell Pete Evans out to get that attention. Cancel him. Get him cancelled. Mate, just shove him right under the cancel bus. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll I'll have to I'll work on on that um that Mm. part of my ego that that still gets enraged by no credit. But maybe it's a blessing because you know what? You don't fame does funny things. Fame does funny things. We we probably actually don't want fame. And you're in you're in it for the people that wanna exercise, the people that want to eat the podcast veggies, the people that want to you know, that's right. Yeah, that's do right. do do the yards of of podcasting, not just a that's not right. just a fairy floss, not just a fairy floss. Twenty minutes on one point five speed. <laughs> yeah, who knows if I if I got like that's that's the thing. I could I could very easily it it'd be putting my my life in the fate of the algorithmic click gods 
if I was to suddenly be a new face, fresh meat to the tabloid slaughter, it could be no matter what I said, no matter what I did, it's pulled out of context and everyone just hates yeah. me. You know, you don't instantly become a lovable Hamish and Andy who's like, you can do no wrong. <laughs> it's like you could very easily, the gods yeah. of, of the media could frown upon yeah. you like Pete Evans and just be like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, granted, you give them good ammunition, Pete Evans, but still, no matter <laughs> oh, what man. you do, oh. we will hate you. So I... Maybe I dodged a bullet. Maybe everyone would just hate me. That's pro- pro- it's very, very possible. Very possible. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Oh well, Russ. Thanks for thanks for the chat. Oh mate, um, loved it. <laughs> if if you if you're listening, um, you don't have to share this episode because I don't really want that many people to hear this episode. I'll probably post it on the podcast to like. I'm okay having very strong opinions about the platform. And, and kind of putting putting that forward, I think, um, I don't know, it shows I'm just working this out. And, and if, you, if you're in for the journey, then, then that's really good. Um, but I'll, I guess, yeah, send me, send me a DM, push back, push a little, uh, and, and let's see what we can shape as we push it together. Cool. I will catch you in the next episode. All right. Well... I will. You, you can't just wave off a podcast, Russ. You gotta, like, <laughs> you gotta yeah. say something. All right. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. Again soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you later. All right. Good. Okay. I'll stop recording. <laughs>